Hello, and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach. There's somebody, I want, you know, before Mark comes up and shares, and I know he's got good stuff, uh, but does anybody want to tell me how good God is? Well, you guys are all so quiet and reserved. Can somebody just come up and tell me how good God is? Kinsey's going, come on, okay. I don't want to force anybody. We don't twist arms, but come on, there's a testimony of God's goodness in here. My God, I know there is. Yes. I know the Lord's good because of the people I have in my life. I have a beautiful, healthy family. I do something that I love. So that's how I know God's good. Amen. And I'm healthy too. Amen. Thank you, Matt. Somebody else now, come on. How about over here? Lisa, come on up. Tell, tell us how good God is. Come on, are we church or what? Is Jesus real? Yeah, he is. Um, my sister Denise's husband um, went in two weeks ago, yesterday, for a liver transplant. And that liver ended up having a blood clot in it because of something that happened in Harrisburg that they did wrong. But anyways, um, he's in John Hopkins, very good hospital. And um, they said he could survive 24 to 72 hours on that liver um, with two arteries working. Well, we've been praying, everybody's been praying, and another liver was available a week later. And he, God sustained him through all that. And um, so then they found another liver, and that took a little longer because this person donated their heart and their liver so um, they weren't able to get all that done. But anyways, then they found another liver, a younger liver, and um, they were able to take the other liver out, put the new liver in, the second liver. And, um, and then they found that he had a little bit of um, uh, fluid under that liver. So, and they thought it was an infection. So we were praying for clarity um, for the doctors and they weren't sure what it was about the infection or what it was. And then right after we prayed, and all my prayer warriors, thank you. <laughs> Everybody was praying internationally, everywhere. But anyways, then right after that prayer, um, it opened up. They found that it was that fluid. And then they were able to get in there and take that fluid out. And then yesterday, <clears throat> Brian was under for two weeks, sedated and intubated. And so yesterday, <laughs> he woke up and he said to my sister, um, I want to get home with you now. <laughs> and he sat up and told her that, and, and he was um, still not quite understanding what happened. And Denise said, well, you had two liver transplants. He said, oh, my gosh. He said, I'm ready to go home now. <laughs> um, but anyways, and then that yesterday, they moved him out of ICU into his own room but they won't let him go home yet until um, he can eat, go to the bathroom, and be strong enough to do all that. But God sustained him past that 24 to 72 hours that they said normal procedure. <laughs> but anyways, in all these two weeks, it's been two weeks and a day now since he's been down there. So our God is awesome. So always trust in him and never have a doubt in your mind. And I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lisa. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. I know God is good because whenever 
usually whenever I pray, it usually happens like I pray and then I usually pray at nighttime and at our meals. So when I, last night I prayed that that like the rest of our week and the rest of the year would be a very good year and that even for small things like farmers to have good crops. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Kinsey. Do we have one more? Do we have one more? We have, there's got to be one more testimony of how good God is in this house. I know there is. Oh, thank you. You guys are all so reserved, and I just love you so much, but I really want one more. Okay. Matt encouraged his wife to come up. No, she encouraged him to come up first. I know how you guys operate a little bit. Thank you. Um, 2022 was a really tough emotional year. And like you feel like you can't get past that raw anger, that raw emotion. And like you, you can't, you, there, there's no light after it. But I'm telling you, through love and prayer and the Jesus, he can get you through the anger. And so I encourage you to, <laughs> to push through because it's hard and you're, you're hurt and you don't see the reasons why and you don't, you can't see the good that God does. But I'm telling you, he heals, and time heals, and the Lord heals your heart. And there was a point this year I thought, I can't get past all the little things and all the big things that happened, and it was a rough year. But I'm telling you, his promises are so good, and his love is so good, and he is so for you, even when you're not for yourself. Thank you, Amber. Yeah. So I've, um, let's see. Robin's here. The Lord's good. My dad was diagnosed with a glioblastoma. He's here. Mike Lynn is recovering very well. The Lord is good. But I, all those, there's just so many things that I could, I could just go on and on. But the worship team was laughing at me this morning because we, we, got done early in practice and we prayed and I just, for whatever reason, just laid on the floor and it was just, I just, it's so funny that we're doing this because I just kept saying, you're just so good and I can't get this line out of my head um, from Narnia. Someone asks about Aslan and says, is he safe? And it's no, but he's good. And that's where I'm at right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, guys. We're glad to see Vicki and her family here. Yeah, we speak encouragement, continued health, full recovery to all of you. Yeah. So if you have a prayer request during the week and you're on Who family, put that out there. Like Lisa said, we will pray. People pray. If somebody comes to your mind and your heart during the week, pray for them. Every prayer counts, right? Thank you, Lord. Okay, so I think Mark is bringing a third installment on wisdom. Is that right? Okay, and he's been ready, and he's ready to go. So kids can 
go that way. And we'll turn it over to Mark. That's good. Yep. Okay. Yeah, God is good. Like, can you just pause for a moment and think about a person had three livers in their body in a period of what, a week? Two weeks. Like, could you ever believe that we would live in a time where someone would have three different livers in their body and live and be ready to go home soon? I was driving home from New York City yesterday and I was just thinking to myself, like, how many incredible things that if they happened for the very first time today, would you consider them a miracle? But because they happen so often that we almost just pass them right by. Like, if they happened for the very first time today, you would just be like, Phew! but because they happen all the time, it's just like breathing. But I, there are so many incredible miracles happening all around us that constantly tell us that he is good. And so my hope, you know, even as we're talking about wisdom for this month, that we would have the wisdom to see these incredible things happening all around us. I, I think there are, are, each one of those times, like as she was sharing about the heart, as we continue to remember the story of, of Robin, like we should just be in that moment, just stop and say, wow. You are incredible, and there's no other way to live this life than to live it with and in the Lord, because he keeps us aware. I, I don't know. I'm in, I'm in awe. Like, I know it sounds like a simple story, and there's, like, people have other people's hearts in them right now, beating livers and eyes. It's amazing. It's just incredible. So... You know, the sun rises every freaking morning in the same place. You can barely keep on track one day. And nature keeps giving us the sun and the moon and the rain and the not a lot of snow. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is amazing how faithfully consistent our Father is. And it is all for you. I mean this. The goodness of God is for us. He already knows he's good. He already enjoys his goodness on a consistent basis. He wants to share it. And the sun rising and these miracles that were like blowing by every day, me included, it's an incredible reminder of how good he really is. We have an incredibly good father who loves us. Like this is something that like I think is an ongoing miracle. He's not just good, but he actually looks at you and he says, Like, that's a miracle in itself. Let's just think about that miracle for a minute. The God of the universe, who is perfect in all his ways, spoke all of this into existence, looks at you and says, you are incredible, and I love you. That is a miracle. An ongoing, consistent, daily miracle in our lives that we have a Father who in our mind overlooks all of our weaknesses and all of our frailties and all of our sin, which he doesn't. He just looks right through it. 
back to this thing. He goes right through it to see us as we really are. He sees us just like he sees himself, beautiful, perfect, because we're his children. It's a miracle. Anybody else think that's a miracle? Like, can we just pause for a moment and realize that the king of all kings loves you? I'm serious. Like you, like for real. This isn't just a preacher thing. This isn't just a church thing. This isn't just what we're supposed to say because it sounds right. Like this is real. This is your reality. Mm. I just want to live in it. I just want to dwell in it. So thank you, Kendall, for starting this because I just want to, I want to take a bath in this right now. I'm not going to strip down or anything. That would, you would forget about the goodness of God really quick. Wisdom is foundational. Wisdom goes all the way down and builds on the person of Jesus. He does not build on your past. He does not build on things that have hurt you or things that you remember as awful. He goes all the way down and builds on himself. And we can live in a house that is so strong and so sturdy that we never have to worry about what's going on on the outside. We can live secure because wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. Her. I just love that phrase. She has hewn, and it's a she. She is hewing pillars, people. <laughs> She's not just cooking. She is hewing. Go look up that word, hewing. It means to take stone and to shape it for a right purpose. That girl called wisdom is shaping pillars so that your house will not fall down. Isn't that beautiful? It's foundational. But man, the problem with wisdom being foundational is it won't work with what you give it. All right, here's my messed up life. Try to make this all work for good. God says, I, I, I. start fresh today. We're going to start with me and with you, and we're going to build right, right here. But God, I love all these things. Let it go. Let's start fresh. It's going to be incredible. That's wisdom. Do you guys hear me? Wisdom wants to start new with you right now today. Secondly, wisdom is forward. It is, it is not looking back to your past, trying to build something off of what happened to you, good, bad, or indifferent. Wisdom is always telling you, look this way. There is an incredible future with a hope in front of you. Wisdom says, let's get going. Let's get moving. Let's keep moving forward. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. You can start right now and go forward. Amen? Wisdom does not want you distracted by what's being said over here, by what someone is doing over there, and thinking to yourself, oh, that looks really great. What they're doing must be great. Wisdom says, keep your eyes here. Keep your eyes on me. I am doing something incredible. Can you see it? And it will add to that incredible thing that that person's doing over there. Let that person and their incredibly abundant life inspire you with me to build something incredible. Finally, wisdom is forever. Okay? Like I said, three Fs, all good Fs. Okay? Foundational or first, forward, thank you, and forever. So I have a lot of scriptures. You guys ready for some scriptures? All right, we're going to start. Do you have them? I sent them to Nick. Did you? Oh, awesome, thank you. Proverbs chapter 6. 
We've been reading through Proverbs. How many, what, what proverb are we on today? 22. Why are we on Proverbs 22? Because today's the 22nd. Look at that. Wisdom. Hey. Proverbs chapter 6. Start reading in verse 20. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Just stop right there. There is a commandment of your father and there is a, a teaching from your mother that needs to be built on. Back over here, remember we were talking about this? We have all these layers that we have built onto our life and it all makes up who we are. We've had experiences with our mother and father. We've had experience in our childhood and up. But there were moments inside these father-mother times, these childhood times in each, where Jesus showed up, where wisdom was there. And what Solomon is telling us in Proverbs chapter 6 is remember those moments where mom and dad taught you something that transcended everything else that was going on. Observe the commandment of your father. I don't care if you're 60 or 70 or 80 years old. There are still moments where mom or dad or someone like a mom or dad said something to you. And it went past everything to the core of who you are. And like the Holy Spirit said, build on that. That's what Solomon's encouraging us to do. Don't forsake the teaching of your mother. Go ahead. Bind them how often? Continually. Bind them continually. Like that is a reminder to us that we are not supposed to leave them, and they're not going to leave us. To bind them continually is an intentional part. It's not like something that just follows you around because of its desire. To bind something continually means you and I make the decision, I'm going to make sure that I don't leave it. Okay? Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. Keep these commandments and these teachings close to you. 22. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. These commandments, these teachings from when you were young, these, these important, and not just when you were young, but all throughout. Because some of us in our lives now, we still have these mothers and fathers who, if our hearts are open, are still teaching us things. Does anybody else have someone like that in your life who at any moment you can turn and with your heart open, you can grab hold of something wise, solid, that you can build your life on? That is what Solomon's encouraging us here. These things will guide you when you walk, they will watch over you when you're sleeping. When you're sleeping, wisdom guards you. Whew. But you, while you're awake, make sure it's there. Right before you go to bed, hey, wisdom, hang. I'm going to go to sleep now, which means I'm going to be unconscious, and I need someone conscious close by. Here I am. Literally watches over you like a creeper but like the best kind, like the kind you want watching over you, right? Watch over you while you sleep, and when you're awake, it will talk to you. You should have a voice in your head all the time that is way wiser than your own. There should be someone, like you should have a voice in your head, and you do. You actually do. The problem is we have so many other voices in our life that if we feed into certain voices, they get louder and louder and louder, and it drowns out a cry that says, walk in my way. She's talking to you. Wisdom is talking to you. 
All right, I think I have one more verse there. All right? For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is a light, and reproofs for discipline, oh, that's a tough one, are the way of life. So when it's dark and you don't know where to go, wisdom becomes our lamp. And it stays with us. It is faithful to us. And then it says this, and reproofs for discipline aren't just like, hey, they're okay. They're the way of life. How many people remember discipline and said, oh, I am so thankful for when they corrected me. I loved when they just gave me the... How many people... Like, it's a great moment, right? When you get corrected. You know, here's the problem. Us as adults, there we, what's the word I'm looking for? We avoid them. We avoid moments of correction and discipline because we think we're old and we don't need them. Discipline and correction is for who? For children, right? Yeah. What I hear Solomon say at any moment in time, like, look for it. Habakkuk, this is an incredible verse in Habakkuk. Go look at this sometime. I will climb up on the rampart. I will station myself on the tower to see how you will reprove me. Go look it up. It's incredible. Habakkuk climbs up away from the city, gets up on a high part of the city just so we can see how he will be disciplined. How many people are looking for opportunities to get disciplined? It's not, okay, look, oh, I love you too. You get ready, I'm coming. <laughs> I, so uh, I was talking with my family at the end of last year, and I said, this year, I, I, I intentionally need more wisdom in my life. Like, I was looking for it, I was seeking it out, and at the end of last year, we were working for a couple who's just, I'm super impressed with them, and I finally just, I mustered up the guts, and at the end of the job, I just walked over to the man. I said, hey, man, I'm really glad I got to know you. How would you feel if I just called you up sometime and we started talking and I could just ask you questions? And I, I had no idea how he was going to respond because I only knew him professionally. I knew he had a relationship with the Lord just through little conversational hints and things like that. But finally, I just looked at him. I said, I need someone I can just sit down and talk to and ask questions I think I need to get bigger. I think I need to get smarter. I think there are things that I can do that are more than what I can do on my own, and I need wisdom. And he paused. I'm just like, oh, God, what is that pause for? He goes, I would love that. He says, it won't just be good for you. It'll be good for me. I just felt like that was wisdom. Like wisdom saying someone asking them questions was going to be good for them. You know, and like the child in me, I don't care, I'm 53 years old and there's still a child in here, all of you. The child in you never leaves. Just another layer of who you are grows over that, but the child is always there. All you old people, don't act like, oh, I'm all professional and sophisticated. You're a little kid in there, and I know it. And little kids bring it out. You know, how many people have goo-gooed and gaga'd to a little kid? You get down on their level. You sit down on the floor if your knees can still bend, right? It's still in there. And I felt like he was just like, I'm going to learn something when I asked him that question. It was beautiful. So I can't wait. All right, so that's Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 through 23, where it talks about how we're continually to keep wisdom close by. Next one is next chapter, Proverbs chapter 7, starting in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching. So when you're encouraged to not forget something, should you at some point in time forget it? 
Hello? I know that's an overly elementary question, but you're not supposed to forget something that tells you that someone tells you not to forget. You're supposed to continue to remember it. And treasure my commandments within you. Keep going. Yeah, there we go. Keep my commandments and live, and my teaching as the apple of your eye. Verse 3. Bind them on your fingers. All right, not, not, you know, chapter 6, it was binded around your neck and around your heart, but now we're binding it around our fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4, say to wisdom, you are my sister. There she is again. And call understanding your intimate friend. I love Proverbs 7 and 6 because they're continually reminding us, don't let wisdom leave. One more, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Next. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Do not let them leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. That is three times we heard the exact same phrase. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and the sight of man. Those are the only three I wanted you to put up there. I'm just going to throw out some other ones. How many people can finish this verse for me? Train up a child in the way he should go and in the... And when he's old, wisdom is forever. The stuff that we learned as a child will help us in the end. Do you guys hear that? Like, there was a book that when I was growing up called Everything We Need to Know We Learned in Kindergarten. Like, it's an ongoing reminder to us that the, the, the wisdom that we learned when we were young keeps us when we're old. Like, don't hit. Like, I know that, like, come on, Mark, seriously, that's, that's the message, don't hit? Absolutely. Like, when you were two and your parents tell you don't hit, it still applies when you're 52. Like, you really shouldn't hit somebody. Hello? Don't take something from someone else. You remember that? Remember when your little kids were, or you were a little kid, and you were like, oh, I like that truck better than my truck, and you rip it out of their hand, and that person's crying, and a big person comes over and takes it back out of your hand and puts it back in their hand? Anybody? Yeah, that, that applies today. Hello? Don't just all of a sudden assume that's just for little kids. Like, you don't take things from other people because you learned that back then. And the wisdom that we were given young still applies today. Still does. Wisdom is forever. It's eternal. It lasts. Things grandma said was important when you were six and rolling your eyes, now that you're older, you're like, man, I wish grandma was here. I'd love to hear that one more time. Or mom. Solomon is reminding us this kind of wisdom, it isn't just good for you, it is good for the earth. It's good for our relationships. So train up a child in the way he should go so even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Uh, Proverbs 22, verse 28. Do not move the ancient landmarks, or in the New American Standard, it says, do not move the ancient boundary. Last week, we talked about boundaries. 
I'm a little nervous about the boundaries teachings of 2021, 22, and 23 because I think they're reactions to past pain. But there's an ancient boundary called wisdom. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Guard your heart with all diligence. By the way, you know that phrase, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. That doesn't mean guard as in put walls up so nothing comes in. Guard means to know, to be aware of what's coming in and what's going out. That's what it means to guard your heart. It doesn't mean to build up walls so bad things don't come in. Because the problem is when we build walls up around our heart, we also don't let good things come in. Walls are not discerning. Walls are walls. That wall right now, it doesn't matter how good you are, if you try to run through it, it will stop you. And that's what a wall will do. But instead, guard your heart. Be watchful over it. Know what's going on. And I think that's one of the most, in my opinion, insidious dangers of social media, the political climate, and all of this that's going on right now, is that we're so inundated with so much information and so many sounds and so many voices, we don't even know what's influencing us. Wisdom says, watch, know, be aware. Do not move the ancient boundaries, but Proverbs 2.28 says, do not move the ancient boundary which your fathers have set. Yes, I tell you what, one of the things wisdom does is wisdom confronts our independence. Because as we grow, we think we don't need other people anymore. We don't need... Uh, wisdom. We don't need those to ask questions to. We don't need people in our life. Or we just make sure we pick and choose who. Hello? I'm watching this a lot, especially in the culture we currently live in. I don't like what he says, but I'm going to go over here because I like what he says. I'm going to let him give me wisdom. Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah, it's bias. And we end up getting wisdom from people that are, are only like us. The best wisdom you have is from someone that's listening to other sources than your own. Oh, I'm gonna let that one rest. Do not move the ancient boundaries the fathers have set. There are people that we need to listen to. They've set things. They, they're, they're living according to ancient paths. Jeremiah chapter six says this. Thus says the Lord, stand by the way and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Go read chapter, uh, the rest of chapter six of Jeremiah. It's, it's actually a very sad chapter because it's a chapter where God says, I, I asked them to come back. <laughs> I asked them to come and to rest in the simple understanding of who I am and it says they would not listen. It's an ancient way. There are ancient paths available to us. Last one, a couple chapters later in Jeremiah. For my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless gods. They have stumbled from their ways, from the ancient paths, to walk in bypaths and not a highway. I want to read that again. Listen to this. Jeremiah 18, 15. For my people have forgotten me. My people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless gods. They have stumbled from their ways, from the ancient paths to walk in bypaths. So a bypath is a path off the path of life. You guys with me? 
It's like an exit. Remember how we talked about wisdom being forward? If our eyes are fixed on the Lord and not on all these voices around us, we don't take bypaths. We stay on the path of life. And it's an ancient path. It's not a brand new path. And I think that's one of the things that we as human beings in 2023, we're looking for all the new ways. I'm going to tell you, some of the best new ways are not the old ways from like 1950. I'm talking old ways from like the heavenly ancient ways from before Eden. Those kinds of things. All right, let me just share a couple of thoughts with you that kind of come out of these scriptures that I just read. The idea that wisdom is forever, the knowledge and understanding inherent in wisdom is for all time. Okay? The wisdom of God does not change with time. Okay? The wisdom of God This is hard to explain. Like the wisdom of God is stationary yet consistently progresses with us. Okay? It does not find its foundation in time or in cultural relevance. The wisdom of God transcends culture. The wisdom of God transcends time yet can speak perfectly to any moment in time and to any cultural moment. Are you guys with me? I hope you hear this because there's this idea in God that we can reach out and no matter what period of time in our life, wisdom applies. I want that to sit. At any time in your life, wisdom applies. It does not change with seasons, with cultural shifts, even with technology. What we learned from the Lord when we were young still applies today. I've talked about this already. I'm curious, is there something, I'm just for fun, other than the no stealing, no hitting, is there something that you remember your parents or grandparents teaching you that you still live by today? Go ahead, Lisa, just shout it out. I don't want to hear it. What? Oh, so don't say it unless it's nice to say. Is that something along those lines? Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So you're still living by that? Patrick, is it true? She's still living by that? Okay. Tell the truth. Leave things better than you found it. Good one. Respect your elders. Respect your parents. Yeah. Do unto others as you would have done. Guys, that's wisdom. That is an ancient path. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. Anyone else? What's something you remember? Say it again. Oh, okay. All right, so... Brian learned, don't just show up at someone's house. Wait till you're invited. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Not all y'all follow that one. But that's okay. Finish a job you start well. Finish a job. Job you start and finish it well. Okay. Finish well. Any job you start, finish it well. That's a good one. I mean, we're really good starters, but we're struggle to finish. I mean, he was taught to eat all his food. That's good. That's good. When our kids were growing up and they didn't like what they were eating, they would stop and they said, oh, we're not hungry anymore. We said, great. 
And so we would just leave the plate there, we'd put it in the fridge, wrap it up, and when they said they were hungry an hour later, now what are you going to do? Tell the truth. <laughs> Anybody else? What's wisdom that you grew up with? Shout it out. Be the influencer, not the influenced. Man, Naomi Rice taught me this years ago. She said, Jesus always had the floor. Didn't matter what room he was in, he was the influencer in that room. You have that same ability. Somebody else? Anybody else? Frederick. Include the children in the work that you're doing and what? And teach them how to do it. Beautiful. Yeah, that is really good. I think my family has learned that too. <laughs> Sometimes it's because we didn't have enough people to help us, so kids had to, had to help us. Yeah, what we learned from the Lord when we were young. Like, see, we think it was just like mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or some, you know, Sunday school teacher or pastor when we were a kid, but it was the Lord. That's why if you can see these moments, these greenhouses, and build houses on those moments where you knew you heard something that would last forever in your life, and you build a house on that, it's not just what that person said, it's what the Lord was doing in our lives. And you can live in that house forever. The wisdom of God transcends time and circumstance and can at any moment positively impact both. The wisdom of God transcends time and circumstance, yet at any moment can positively impact both. You know you're walking in wisdom when at any moment in time you can have a positive impact. In fact, I'm going to even say this. I believe when a man or a woman is walking in wisdom, they can walk into any situation and have a positive impact. Are you with me? At any moment in time, whatever situation you're in, when wisdom is at, in action in your life, you can step into a situation and positively impact it. You have a question? Go ahead. Can people that don't have God have wisdom? Can people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think wisdom is just for people who say they believe in God. I believe there are, because don't forget, the Bible says that the Spirit of God is being poured out where? On all flesh. Where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from God. There are moments, if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, we will see and experience wisdom in places that we didn't think we can find it. Absolutely. There are people operating in wisdom now, could they be operating in more of it? I believe, absolutely. If they had turned and have this, this spirit that was being poured out on them, if they turned and agreed with it, but yes, I do believe there is wisdom available even from people who don't call themselves Christian. Okay, so the knowledge and understanding inherited in wisdom is for all time. Something else, the wisdom of God is always available. There's this incredible, simple scripture in the Bible that says... The mercies of God are new how often? Every morning. Like every morning you wake up, brand new mercies available to you. And I see wisdom like my mom used to come in every morning when I was a little kid and she would sing this song to wake us up. Anybody else have a mom like this? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to sing you the song because I don't want to embarrass mom. Mom, if you're listening, I remember the song. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time. Okay. 
You, some of you might know it. And then she would do this. She would take the shade. Like, seriously, that's just the meanest thing a person could ever do. Like, especially if you're like 11, 12, 13, and you're just really getting into your sleep stage of life where you could sleep to like noon like a king, right? Anybody remember that? Sleeping to 11, 12 o'clock, and you're like, I could take a nap too. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Well, 7.30, light. Wisdom is just like that. Wisdom is available. It doesn't matter how badly you messed up last night. It doesn't matter what mistakes you made in the last week. Wisdom is already awake before you, standing over your bed, saying, are you ready to start? Are you ready to do something new? Are you ready? Like, wisdom is never offended. This is something I've learned about wisdom. It has no offense gene. It doesn't matter how many times you've ignored it or how many times you literally rejected it. It will wake up and say, it's like the dog, that little puppy that's so excited every time you're awake or every time you come home. You ready to play? Wisdom is just like that. And it will not stop bugging you. It will constantly be available. It will not say, you know what? You ignored me yesterday, so I'm gone. Wisdom is like, I'm eternal. I don't work in that realm. You can't offend me. You can't reject me. You can't make me mad. I'm going to show up again and say, ready? I just, I, I feel that about her. Like she is this ongoingly positive, happy, hopeful, joyful, annoying mom who is forever believing in us. That's wisdom. Wisdom looks at you, sees incredible raw material, and says, we can work with that. Let's do it. But do, do you see how many times I've made mistakes? In fact, I don't even have anything left. I don't even know what to work with. I'm here, and I'm better than gold. I'm better than silver. I'm better than riches. I am the door to everything you lost. Oh, wisdom is the door to everything you lost. You think you don't have anything else. You think wisdom's going to pass you by and find someone more faithful or smarter than you. And wisdom is in your bedroom waiting for you. It gets up earlier than you all the time. And has coffee. And has a plan. And says, are you ready to start? Hello? It's hopeful. It's optimistic. It has joy and peace associated with it. It is not thinking about how bad yesterday was. You need a friend like this. You need a friend that has a really bad memory. I mean this. Like the only thing they can remember is all the good stuff. Wisdom is that friend. Wisdom goes back to those greenhouses and says, oh yeah, you remember when mom and dad said this? Let's start there. Come on, kindergarten, we're going to start with kindergarten? Yeah, it's amazing how that simple little truth is going to help you today. Because you're going to want to punch somebody. Or you're going to want to steal from somebody else. I, think that's what, I don't think that's a whole lot different than what comparison is. You want to steal somebody else's life and make it your own. Wisdom says, uh-uh, you got a great life right here. Look at this toy. You have right now. You've ignored this toy for so long, but it is an incredible toy. Do this with it. Has anybody ever come into your life 
and shown you something you have and done something different with it than you've ever done with it before and you have this brand new appreciation for it. Wisdom does that. Wisdom shows you something that you've had all along but you didn't know if you turned it this way and held it like this, you could do something incredible with it. Wisdom does that. You've ignored it, you've thrown it in a back and you thought I'll never use that again. Wisdom shows up and says, we're gonna play with that today. I'm kind of being overly exaggerated to tell you wisdom is so incredibly creative. It will use things that you think have been long, long gone and will come in and show you what's available, what's possible. Wisdom is always faithful and always available. Remember, it says that she stands along the way. That's what it said earlier in Proverbs. She stands along the way and she says, come over here, walk with me over here. No matter what we've done, mistakes, I've already said all that. One more. Any wisdom, and I think this is, this is wisdom in itself, so I know this is wisdom about wisdom. This, that's gonna, that sounds weird, but just think about this. Any wisdom that is circumstantial is most likely worldly wisdom. Any wisdom that is circumstantial is most likely worldly wisdom. Let me explain. So, Let's say you got a real, like you got a very specific situation. And if your strategy can only apply to you in your specific situation, it's probably not the wisdom of God. Just let that settle in. If your strategy and your plan to get yourself out of whatever situation you're in only applies to you in your specific situation, you're not walking in wisdom. This is what worldly wisdom will do. Worldly wisdom will give you like this very specific, very complex, just for you plan. I hope I can get this across because the Lord was showing this to me today. It's in, and, but the problem is worldly wisdom's intent is to keep you in the weeds of your situation, miring you in it deeper. So the more complex the solution Oftentimes, the, actually, the deeper you get into it, it'll feel like you're getting out of it, but all you're doing is getting onto another path that actually takes you deeper into the same thing. Wisdom lifts you up and out and causes you to look over the situation and realizes that's not even a path I'm supposed to be on. That's why wisdom is foundational. It raises you up and it shows you that that's not the path of life. You're on a bypath. You're on the, and, but worldly wisdom will teach you how to navigate bypaths. Listen, please hear this. Worldly wisdom, like some certain little podcast that's specific for your life, if you're not careful, it will take you down a deeper bypass and you think, oh, am I skillful? I'm heading down this very specific road that's just for me. God is, and that's where that unique purpose thing can kind of get muddled. Mm. God, I ask for wisdom in this. Wisdom of God lifts you up and actually shows you the path of life specific for you. But, oh, it's, it's this, mm, I, don't think, I don't think I'm coming across the way I want to here, so just give me a moment to pause. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Like, it sounds like the wisdom of God can apply to anybody, but it applies specifically to you, but it sounds the same. I, ah, Jesus, help me. So discernment comes in, yeah. The Holy Spirit gives you discernment specifically for 
this particular area or time in your life, but it can take something that sounds so general, like be kind, and you can apply it so specifically to your life. So you're going to have people who come along and they think what they're doing is helping you like fix your problem. And what it'll actually do, it'll take you more down the path of your own problem. When really wisdom will sometimes come, and we've talked about this in the first session, stop. Just stop. Come back. Come back where? Come back to where you took the bypath exit off the path of life. And here's the problem. There is where all of that, the backing up from where wisdom tells you to stop and getting back onto the path of life, that's a cross. Remember we talked about last week that the wisdom of God took Jesus to the cross, but for the joy set before him, he endured it? You guys with me? What wisdom will do, it'll tell you to stop before you go any deeper into the jungle of this really cool bypath. Back up. I can't back up. I'm invested. Has anybody ever felt that way? Okay, go ahead. So the, the wisdom of God is if you have ought with your brother, if you have a, a disagreement with your brother, go and talk with them and discuss it and work it out. Okay. People will say, I don't want to do that because they're not going to hear me. They're going to get offended. We might have more disagreement or whatever. So if I have a really difficult person, I'm just going to create more rules or I'm going to, I'm going to be real clever or I'm going to talk about other people with this or they won't actually do this, mm -hmm. the wise thing, they'll create mm -hmm. these like specific little coping mechanisms for that difficult person instead of go yeah. and talk with them. There you go. It's the hardest wisdom, but it is the mm -hmm. straight path. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. I think boundaries are bypaths. There are ways of being able to navigate your pain so you don't have more pain around that particular person or that particular issue. Wisdom says heal. Hello? Like, it is really hard to heal, but it is really healthy. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm not so sure that the doctrine of boundaries helps us heal. It helps us cope. We were never meant to cope. We were meant to be healthy and abundant. We weren't supposed to avoid certain things and certain people. No, the, 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 the wisdom of God says there is a big open highway of holiness and there is so much available to you but if you have to walk like this in order to, to survive and make it through my suggestion to you is you're listening to worldly wisdom instead of the wisdom of God are we okay I just asked for the Lord to give you wisdom about that yeah go on there next yeah I don't think that's true right because it's so simple, it feels narrow, but it's actually, it's actually easy. Right. It's just, it's just yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, because I wanted to talk about that. Lauren, my daughter, asked me something from last week that I want to get to. I want to give you one more thought, and then I'm going to go to what Nick just said, and then we're going to stop. Sorry. I know it's 1156. I'm going to try to do this quickly. The wisdom of God is specifically applicable as much as it is widely applicable. So the wisdom of God can apply, apply very specifically to everybody. Hello? Like it has the power to be so specific in your life, yet everybody can apply it. It's not just for you, but it's just for you. Do you guys hear it? 
It's like it's so incredibly powerful and wise that it can go to a very minute part of your life and have an impact for everybody. That's just like the love of God. The love of God is so personal, so intimate with everyone. Like how can God be intimate with everyone? He's God. How can wisdom apply to everyone's life? It's wisdom. It's wise. All right, so here's an example. Today's proverb is Proverbs 22. Verse 4 says this, The reward of humility and fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Mm. So the wisdom portion of this is humility and the fear of the Lord. So wisdom says, June, stay humble. Okay? Wisdom says, you might want to live your life in such a way that you remember that God is holy. God is the king. God is in, is in authority over all. So, tell me what area of your life that being humble and remembering to fear the Lord would help. Tell me what area of your life staying humble and remembering how incredible God is, what area of your life would that help? All of it. Am I right? So wisdom has this incredible ability to impact any area of your life, but every area of your life beautifully. Like I was just thinking, if I could just stay humble with Dawn all the time, how incredible my marriage would be, right? Anyone else? Am I the only one in this room that a little bit of humility would probably help your marriage or your relationships? Yeah, Chris, see what I'm saying? Yeah. The moment I forget, I probably don't know everything. The moment I forget that reality and I start walking like I know everything, then there's a woman named Dawn who's like, I think I need to knock someone down a few pegs. It's like she's drawn to that, and that's a good thing. Like, that is needed. Hello? And she's in my life to remind me humility is wisdom. And if I need to remind you of the fear of the Lord, I'll do that too. Yeah. Sometimes you need to learn the fear of the Lord from your spouse. Mm-hmm. You, you can look at your husband or look at your wife or look at someone in your life and you can remember how incredible God is simply by seeing them as they really are. And in that moment, wisdom kicks in and you're like, oh, I can't just treat them any way I want to. There is incredible value. That, there, right there, is the image of God. Remember, he, we are made in his image and in his likeness. And if you have eyes to see, you will look at a person and immediately, fear of the Lord, fall on you. It's powerful. All right, let me just finish with this thought because, Nick, you brought it up. So last week, do you remember in worship last week, Maddie said, like, we're walking, we're almost walking through our life like it's a maze, like a corn maze. Maddie, do you remember exactly what, what the Lord was doing when you were saying that? Can you remember? During the song, it talked about like running in the open fields, and I feel like that's what like was created for us—the open fields. But then, as life like happens, yeah. we treat it as more of a maze, and like we have to figure it out. But really, it's just a wide open field. Yep, yep. And so I, I remember you saying, "Just whack it, yeah, hack right? Or hack it, hack it, or whack it, or chop it." So what she was saying was that the Lord's like, I just want to chop it all down so that it's not a maze anymore. It's just a wide open plain or a wide open field for you. 
And then Lauren had the wisdom to say, well, what about when someone comes to you and says, you know, find the narrow gate or find the narrow way? It almost sounds like you're conflicting with this wide open field and the narrow gate. And she's right. Like there is this narrow way. There is this way in which you enter this field. Now, if you actually look at those verses, if you want to just know, it's Matthew chapter 7 where it says, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it, for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. What many people who read those verses don't realize, it's just the entrance that's small. Everybody thinks it's this narrow little tiny path. No, it's just the entrance. Look at it. It says that the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. So you just have to realize that the way into that big open field is a small door. And what I'm learning from the Lord is that that wisdom that we learned as a child, that wisdom that we learned, who inherits the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is given to children. There is something so beautiful about that simple reality. If you humble yourself to the point of, I'm a child in the sight of my father. No matter how mature I get, no matter how smart I am, no matter how many zeros are in my bank account, if I can remember, I'm still a child of God. You will always enter small, humble. You won't think you're so that. How do you walk when you know you're that? Like, just think of, like, you, that's not how I walk, but that's how I, that's how I feel. When I know I'm all that, I feel that way. And I run into the gate. I bang my head. I bang my big, broad shoulders. My chest runs into it. All of my, my riches and my stuff, like, I can't get through it. And Jesus says, you got to enter like a child. And once I come in, in a sense of wonder, in a sense of my father is my everything. I literally humble myself. I get smaller. I remember who I am and I remember who he is. And I then enter. World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.